This is HRT, a podcast featuring interviews with HR leaders, researchers, students, and influencers. HRT takes trending topics and research in human resources, steeps them for 30 minutes or less, and leaves you with fresh brewed ideas on how to drive high-performing, inclusive organizations and create meaningful work experiences. HRT is brought to you by Villanova HRD, the graduate programs in human resource development at Villanova University. Hello, everyone. You made it to the end of season five. I'm Bethany Adams, HRT host. I love HRT, but truth be told, I will always be a coffee drinker. So here we are eight episodes later, or as I said in the opening, three years post-pandemic. What have we learned about well-being? How are we going to apply this? I think Scott Basin hit the nail on the head with why post pandemic well-being has become such an important topic for us to address. I think we've long recognized under the surface this was important, but I think the last three years have like really shown how central and critical and how under-addressed things like employee well-being have been. I think the pandemic, one of the silver linings in the giant black cloud is that we have a better understanding that people struggle with a lot of things that they kept invisible from their employers or their coworkers or their managers or even their friends or family. And a lot of it just came out, right? I mean, we were living in such a state of anxiety and stress and grief for so long that if people don't get help or don't have it acknowledged or don't, you know, aren't able to talk about it, it comes out in weird ways. And you know, in 2021, 2022, this is why people were punching flight attendants and acting in ways that people wouldn't ordinarily act, right, is we've lost a connection to well-being and to acting like the social animals that human beings are, right? So it's a big thing. And then you look at the statistics, especially about the college-age cohort and how, like, over 40%, um, you know, are, are have been diagnosed with some sort of uh, mental health issue and, um, and, you know, translating that to you and me, Heather, it's, um, you know, you look at your classroom, you know, that's, you you have 30 people in a classroom. That means like 10, 12 of them are really dealing with heavy stuff. And it leads me to think about how do we, how do I run my classroom? How do I manage my classroom? But I think smart managers and good employers are thinking about how do I, run a workplace where I know people have these things going on and I could give them maybe some tools to help with this or the flexibility, at least in terms of time and place, so they can um, not get overwhelmed, not get burned out, and they can develop the custom solutions to their own issues if we give them the time and resources to do it. He's right. It's a big thing. But the challenge is that when employees are struggling, they have to first feel safe to talk about the struggles, open up about the challenges. And this leads us into some of the real struggles companies have had supporting well-being initiatives, because it leads us into some areas of diversity, equity, and inclusion that not all organizations are prepared to support. It's one thing to have cultural awareness, but it's a totally different thing to have cultural integration. And I think many times we have cultural awareness. We're aware of what weak it is for a certain demographic, a certain diversity dimension, but we don't always have that cultural integration. You know, you say something really powerful about 
what HR would roll out. And we've, we've almost segmented well-being. And I know that in my HR past, I have felt that HR was the department of compassion. Associates go to HR for compassion. You many times don't go to maybe your frontline manager. You don't go to your district manager. If you have an issue, HR is where you go. Because in many of our organizations, we've compartmentalized compassion. We haven't taught our frontline leaders compassion, our mid-level leaders, our operational leaders. We've left that to HR. Like this person is crying, this doesn't, this person doesn't feel included. You handle that HR and, and then bring after you fix them, bring them back and great. We have to integrate programs throughout all levels of the organization. Joseph is right. HR can't be the only department of compassion. Well-being has to be integrated into all levels of the organization. But this also has challenges because as we, as we heard from Samantha Khan, well-being initiatives in organizations aren't enough. They have to be coupled with leadership support. It also really depends on the tone that the leadership sets around your well-being, right? Because if you build a gym and then all of your leaders give you no time to actually use it because there are so many priorities that there are no priorities then what is the point? Don't build a gym, right? <laughs> like it's not, it's not being used because no one has the time to use it. Or if you set up these initiatives for maybe a, you know, six week meditation class that nobody actually shows up to because another meeting is scheduled over it once again, then people are not using it. It's a waste of the company's money. And it's a waste, it's a frustration to the employees that they're, they're offerings, but we can't actually take advantage of them. Right. So it, depends on the company and the amount of effort that is shown from the leadership to, to truly trust that this is worthwhile. So if you are an organizational leader, take a moment to consider how you are not just supporting, but prioritizing the initiatives that your organization has put forward. Are you blocking the momentum? What message does that send to your employees? I think my favorite part of this season came from Sarah Goggin sharing from her experience as a CHRO on how we can integrate well-being into culture. The concept of culture to me is just intrinsically linked to well-being. The kind of environment, the kind of norms that exist in an organization and expectations for how people behave to me has a direct connection to how folks can be well inside of an organization. And I, I think and hope and am confident that there is a lot about our culture and the evolution of our culture, which really does support over, overall associate well-being. Things like very basic concepts, but things like general care and concern, thoughtfulness, understanding, kindness, what a cutting edge theory. These are things that really matter to us. And I do think from a broad perspective for our leaders and our associates really make a difference in folks' well-being. Sarah is also right. Even those basic concepts of kindness, general concern, when demonstrated from leadership, backed by initiatives, and supported by culture, make all the difference in the world. So that's it. It's your turn. Time to go practice well-being. And I'm using that word practiced with intention because I think often we think about well-being as something that we just 
have or do, but we have it or do it because we practice it. Practice means to work or perform something repeatedly to become proficient. The key there is repeatedly to become proficient. We just aren't proficient. We have to become proficient. Well-being gets lost in our busy schedules, our deadlines, our strategies. And if we want to truly offer well-being as a practice for our employees, well, it's time we start practicing it ourselves. So go, practice well-being. Thank you all for listening to this season of HRT. If you have been following along all season, we have SHRM recertification credits for you. The code is 20-UPZ3G. That is 20-U as in unicorn, P as in pelican, Z as in zebra, 3G as in goat. 20-Unicorn, pelican, zebra, three goat. I clearly have animals on my brain. All right. We hope that you have enjoyed listening and we can't wait to get back to you next year with season six. Remember whatever you are drinking, coffee, tea, or something a little bit stronger, we hope it will lead you to fresh brewed ideas that will help make work better for all of us. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of HRC. As your thoughts from today's episode steep, share with us what you are brewing using the hashtag HRT. That's hashtag H-R-T-E-A. HRT is brought to you by Villanova HRD. To learn more about Villanova University's graduate programs in human resource development, visit our website at villanovahrd.com.